0: Yes, you know what? I was uh, I was not kidding when I told you, you know, about Thursdays at seven p.m. Uh, it's really great to be in an environment where you can grow spiritually. And the more I read the scripture, the more I realize that John Maxwell, who is, in my opinion, you know, the greatest leadership scholar, uh, not just in the United States but the whole world. Uh, when this a lot of CEOs ask John Maxwell. Where did you get all that information about leadership and management? I mean, everything you, 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 you say sounds so on point, it makes sense, it improves uh, companies, people's lives. You have sold in you know, about 25 million books on leadership. Where do you get all this information from? Like, how did you come up with it? And John Maxwell said, oh, I'm sorry, but that's a question I never answer. So let's, let's move up to another question. Then another CEO asked the same question, and he said, I'm not going to answer your question again because I don't answer that question. Then uh, another person, you know, asked the same question, and a bunch of CEOs said, we want to know where you get that information from. And he said, the reason I don't answer that question is because you guys are not going to like it. And people laughed in the beginning, and then uh, they kept pressuring him, so he said, okay, 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 Uh, I'll tell you all the leadership and management principles I teach and I write in my books, I have taken them from the Bible. So not only do you learn at church how to deepen in your relationship with Christ, but also you learn tools that you can use on a daily basis to be more successful. So I encourage you, make Thursday a priority show up you know there a little bit before seven or if you show up late that's fine uh, we want you to be there so I want to take you back to the book of Joshua chapter 24 and I want to finish uh, the message that, uh, that I was speaking about last Sunday about choosing carefully today but today I want to make a stronger emphasis on making a decision today um, as you know We were talking last week that Joshua, in Joshua chapter 24, Joshua was already 110 years old. When he knew that he was about to pass away, he was about to die. He was probably weeks away from his death. And as he was reflecting on the things that he had done, The things that God had done in his life, he decided to call all the people of Israel, which at that point were maybe uh, a little bit more than two and a half million people. And he realized that Moses had trained him to be the successor when Moses would be dead, but Joshua had not trained a successor, or any of the elders had trained a successor that will take the place after Joshua will be gone. So Joshua called all the people of Israel, and then he threw up there a challenge for everybody, for believers. He threw away a challenge, but before giving that challenge, he gathered them at the valley of Shechem, where in that valley just like Steve Jobs you know say in a speech you got to trust you know what happens in your life because at the end all the dots get connected and the bible says all the good or everything works for the good of those who love god and in the valley of Shekon was the place where god chose abraham to be the father of all nations And God spoke to Abraham one day and said, Abraham, even though you think you are not able to have a child, from you, out of you, I will build a great nation. So many people are going to be your descendants that nobody is going to be able to count of them because they will be so many. Years later, more than two and a half million people show in the same place, and Joshua begins to speak to the people, and Joshua starts telling the people that they need to make a decision and a commitment, because now he was not going to be there to keep them accountable. He was not going to be there to keep them on track. So now they were responsible for their own choices, their own decisions. Uh, The God that they were going to follow. So Joshua gives them this challenge. Chapter 24, 24, verse 14 and 15 says, Joshua speaking. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all your faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors or that your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River. And in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. If you start reading, you know, the beginning of the chapter, you're going to realize that the first thing that Joshua does is, number one, he starts telling the people how good God has been with them. uh, Joshua starts telling the people, remember, when we have been slaves for over 400 years, We were crying out for deliverance. And God sent Moses to deliver us from the hand of the Pharaoh, the Egyptians. Remember when we were escaping Egypt and the Red Sea was in front of us. And then the Egyptians were behind us. There was no way out. We couldn't go back. We couldn't go forward. We couldn't go to the left or to the right. And right there before your eyes. God opened the Red Sea and you went on the other side of the, of the sea and God destroyed the Egyptians right there. When you were hungry, God fed you. When you were thirsty, God made a rock. Uh, there was a rock and water, sweet water came out of the, out of that rock miraculously because you were thirsty and God gave you water. For over 40 years we walked through the desert and the clothes that we were wearing never wore out. We always we grew up with those clothes because God provided all the time for us. When we wanted to walk in the desert during the day God provided a big cloud that would be the sign that we will follow and during the night God provided like a big cloud of fire so that we would have light and we would see everywhere we were walking so every time we needed something God was there and God supplied and God rescued us when we messed up he forgave us and he gave us another chance now, last week, I was talking about how, at the end of Joshua's life, Joshua and the elders and the people of Israel, they have been very busy doing good things. They were conquering lands. They crossed the river and they started to take Canaan as the promised land that God had given to them. And they started to receive the inheritance. So every tribe of Israel started to receive a great piece of land that they could have for themselves. But after fighting so many battles and winning so many battles and doing so many good things, you know, that God had promised to them. They realized that at the end... They have neglected the most important battle that we need to fight every single day and that we need to care for. And that is the battle of deepening in our relationship with God and how we have to grow in our relationship with God. So Joshua comes, he realizes that, and he starts telling the people of Israel, now you have to make a decision. And Joshua finishes, you know, with these two great points that I want to mention in the last verse, you know, that we read. In verse 15, Joshua says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for for yourself this day whom you will serve. I think that Joshua maybe was thinking that for him, maybe it didn't make sense why some people they were a part of Israel, they were receiving the inheritance of the Lord. But they were still going back to the gods of Egypt. They still wanted to live the same way that their ancestors lived. They still wanted, they missed being in in a worshipful attitude with the gods of the past and not the God that had delivered them. So Joshua started to notice that not only there were some Israelites who wanted to go back to the way they were before when they were in Egypt. But the gods of the present culture, the Amorites. Some Israelites were curious about how those people were worshiping their God. So Joshua comes and says, hey, you guys got to make a decision. Either you guys go back to where you were before, but it doesn't make sense for me. Because if God delivered you from something, why would you want to go back to a habit? Why do you want to go back to something that caused you so much pain in your life? Doesn't it make sense to remain in God's way, in God's blessing, in God's care? Okay, some of you don't want to go back to Egypt, but some of you guys are very curious about the gods of the present culture. You like how the Amorites are serving their gods. You like their altars. You like what they do. You guys have a choice, Joshua said. You guys can go back to Egypt if you want to, which doesn't make sense for me, because you're going back to a pain that you already experienced before. You can go with the Amorites if you want to. Joshua even said to the people, if serving God, look at what it says in verse 15. If serving God the Lord seems undesirable for you, if you don't like it, okay, he said, it's your choice. But me and my house, we will serve the Lord. One of the things that I want you to notice in the book of Joshua is this is a great, great challenge. Joshua was talking about the law of exposure in leadership. So the law of exposure in leadership says that you will gravitate to whatever environment you expose yourself the most. If you you expose yourself to people who like prayer and love prayer... Guess what? All of a sudden, you're going to start to love prayer. If you start in a relationship, if you relate to people who like studying the Word of God, they like asking questions about the Bible, they want to grow up in the Scripture, guess what? All of a sudden, you're going to have love for the Scripture. If you relate to people who love going to church, who love serving, and who are very positive, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to start gravitating towards them. But the opposite thing also happens if you expose yourself to environments that will discourage you from having a relationship with God. Then you will live a life of discouragement because serving God and following God will not seem desirable for you. And that's what Joshua told the people of Israel. It is understanding you feel that way, but you gotta make a choice today, not tomorrow, not next week, today, right now. We're gonna draw a line. God did this for you, and, and you are wanna you wanna go the other way, that's fine, but decide right now because you cannot be over there and be over here. Make a choice, make a decision. So if you expose yourself, if you hang out with people who are positive. Uh, you're gonna be a very positive person if you hang out with people who are very negative, who see everything negative every every time something good happens. Oh, the, there's always something negative about the good thing that happens. Guess what? You're gonna be start thinking, you know, the same way. But Joshua was talking about the law of exposure. Can you imagine? I would never, I would never think that God is boring. Like, like. Think about this. When you start a relationship with someone and, and, that, and, and that person, you are forcing that person to love you. That is not true love. That is not real love. You have to make a decision. And Joshua told them the same. Look, if God is undesirable for you, that's your choice. But don't forget, God gave you food when you were hungry. God gave you water when you were thirsty. God provided food every single day called manna when you were hungry. When you wanted meat, when you wanted steak, when you wanted, you know, beef, God also provided that for you in the desert. When you couldn't buy any clothes or make it, you you know what? Your clothes was always good all the time from childhood to adulthood. And it, it, it was there because God provided. But me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I think there's a lot of good Christians in this country who are fighting a lot of good battles. Christians in high places. I want to think that they have the best intentions because they represent the Christian church. I think sometimes... they fight some battles the wrong way but in a way we have been neglecting the most important thing of the gospel Jesus said in the book of John I want you to love each other I want you to show the lo- uh, the world the love that I have and the love in which you remain Because by this, the world will know that you are my children when you guys love each other, when you guys bring people together, when you add value to people, when you don't reject the poor, when you look for the ones who are sick, when you visit the ones who are in jail, when you look for those who are in a disadvantage, when you look for the widows, when you look for those orphans, when you look for people that the world reject, then they will know that you guys are my children because that love will conquer every fear wherever you go and I think Agape Church we gotta make a decision in this church I know all of you guys and all of you guys are doing a great job you guys are sharing with your families you guys are praying with your families you come to church Uh, you have a great attitude um, you know, you go to the life group, you come you know to prayer, you're doing a lot of good things, but don't forget the most important battle that we need to care about is our relationship with God. Let's choose now what we're going to do. If you make that decision, uh, do you see how Joshua in verse 14, he says, "Now fear the Lord and serve." Him, with all faithfulness, later on in the verses, he says, choose now who you will serve. Do you guys notice that Joshua didn't say, choose now who you're going to follow? Joshua said, choose now who you're going to serve. Because when you become a disciple of Jesus, you are expected to serve. You are expected to add value to other people. So I want you, you know, to think about it today and, um, and, and make a decision, you know, wherever you are. And the reason why this is so important is because in Judges chapter 2, I think verse 10, the Bible says that after Joshua had died, it took about 25 years for a new generation to grow that did not know anything about God or the things that God had done for Israel. You know what? Time passes very quickly. If we don't preach the gospel the way it's in the scripture, if we don't add value to people, if we don't add value to the community, if we don't worry, you know, about bringing people to Christ, it takes 25 years or less for people to completely forget and have no knowledge about what God can do in their life. So I want to encourage you, everybody. Please, wherever you are, everybody has gifts and talents that God has given you. Some of you maybe made the wrong choices in the past and and you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't serve you because I messed up in the past. Yes, you can because you can use your story to bless other people who might be going through the same thing. Um, You can use your story to teach people how God rescued you and how God had mercy on you. You know, when that demon-possessed man in in Mark chapter 5, he wanted to follow, you know, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, I want you to go to all the towns where you come from. Go to your family and tell them the great things that God has done in your life. And how he has had mercy on you after having a a life that was so messed up. In an instant, Jesus changed his life. But Jesus asked him, go and tell people. Go and tell everybody. Go and add value to others. Go and tell people who I am we need we need to make a decision today we need you at agape this community needs you those streets there's people out there who really need god when i was working for a local city i was volunteering in the fire department i will check you know the all the 911 phone calls and reports and then file them away put them in the system in the computer and i will notice that every week in that city i was working at Two people, at least an average of two people, attempted to commit suicide every week. And I will read the reports. And the last one really touched my heart because the last one was, uh, was a couple who, you know, they were losing their house. Their kids, you know, had already left. Uh, nobody was calling them, nobody was reaching, reaching, reaching out to them. It was a beautiful house. Everything looked good, you know, from the outside, but nobody knew what they were facing at the moment. So when they they got so low in their life that they didn't have any, any any money for food, so the last thing they did was they bought a bunch of alcohol and a bunch of pills. They, you know, took those pills with alcohol, and the two of them attempted to commit suicide, and that day, and then... Uh, somehow somebody called 911, the fire department showed up, they were able to bring them back to life and they ended up at the hospital. And I just thought to myself that the urgency of us adding value and reaching out to people is great. Please let God use your life. Whatever whatever you learn, whatever you know, even if it's your life from the past, God can use your story to bless other people. But let's choose now. Let's make a decision. Let's draw a line right here and say, you know what? God has done great things in my life. I will not forget, you know, when God rescued me, when God provided for me, when God blessed me, when he opened a door for me, when he made a way, when nobody cared about me, he cared, when nobody called me, he was there with me, when nobody gave me a chance, God gave me many chances. I will not forget, I draw the line, and I decide not only to follow Christ, but to serve him with all my heart, because following and serving God, it is worth it. I want us to pray right now. Please close your eyes and bow your heads. And I want you to make a decision today. I want to encourage you to whatever you're going through in your life, let God take care of it. Let God, you know, move himself powerfully in your life. But I want you to make a decision. And I want you to look at all the things that God has done for you in the past. And think about how Joshua spoke to the Israelites saying, if you don't desire to serve God, I understand. But if you go back to the gods of Egypt, you're going to suffer. You're going to become a slave. You're going to cry again. If you go with the gods of the Amorites, your future is not guaranteed. But Joshua said, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Whatever you're going through in life right now, following Christ is the best decision you can make in your life. Following and serving Please make a decision today and ask God, God, I need to make a choice. I can't be so busy that I can't serve you. I need you. Father God, um, as we finish this message today, I thank you for every single person who attends Agape, Lord God. For the vision, Lord God, that has been carried on for so many years through Pastor Henry, his wife, and the leaders of this church. I thank you because they believed in you they believe in the dream that you have for this community they believe in adding value to people and that's the reason so many new people are coming to this church but I also pray Lord God that we don't forget that there's gods of this culture that may influence us in some way sometimes and we need to make a decision today not forget what you have done in our lives in the past. Be grateful and make a, a decision, draw a line, and say, God, me and my house, me and my wife, me and my husband, me and my kids, me and my parents, we will serve the Lord. Or if we are living by ourselves, Lord God, me, I will serve the Lord no matter what comes my way. I pray, Lord God, because the scripture also says that if we sick. The kingdom of God and its righteousness, all the things shall be added. Lord, we as Agape Church, we draw a line right here and we decide to serve you and follow you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Can we give